Hello and welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Today on the Ether, Web3 Wednesday. It's about utility NFTs hosted by Cash Cats with the Full Spend Yacht Club. Are we ready for the new meta? Fuck, I hope so. Let's take a listen. Hey, how's it going? Man, it's going. I um literally just hopped out the shower was uh screwing from a workout i was flying i was flying home to make out we doing riley hey can't complain with that that's that sounds like a good day so i'm doing well as well so excited for this it's been a bit i've um i've been traveling the past like two and a half three weeks and so i haven't really hopped on a space in a while so i'm really looking forward to getting back in the routine have you been hitting spaces still doing full spend fridays Every week, we've been doing almost too many spaces, <laughs> but you can't complain. It's always fun. It's good to chat with people, hang out, you know. Have you been hopping on some of the Kadena spaces too as well, or just hosting your own spaces? Mostly our own, but whenever we see them, we, you know, try to hop in. Yeah, I need to start hopping in on some of those. I'm kind of curious to see how they operate. I've listened to one, uh, but I got pulled into a call, and so I didn't really get a good taste of what the vibe was like. Yeah, most certainly. How was your travels over the past few weeks though? Man, um they've been they've been good. Some for work, uh, majority pleasure. So like this weekend I was in Charlotte. Um I got a couple of I got a couple of like college uh teammates that live out there. So I went there for the weekend, but then I also had a new employee starting. So I went and like kind of chilled with them and brought them up being on like the go-to-market plan but the weekend before that um we have this like annual miami trip that we always go on for the dolphins pats game and uh that was like a full full send for like three days (laughs) for three days straight and then um the weekend before that i went home which isn't anything crazy but uh just spending family time so it's been a mix of like family time business and sending it that sounds fun though you know yeah it is it is it is um i can't really complain it's just uh a lot of like three to four day uh weeks so it's just kind of been like messing me up and like my crypto computer has been it's, it's basically on its last leg so that's been kind of a challenge um going back and forth with my work computer so i'm looking for a new computer and uh yeah so you know i've been dealing with that for a little bit but i got like a wedding this weekend break and then have another wedding and then have another work trip so i'm just like trying to get back into the spaces getting back in the grind of things but how are we doing that's awesome that's awesome 
uh, you know, it's been a, a busy few weeks as well. Uh, we're finalizing some stuff for uh, our data center. Uh, we're also doing some upgrades on the mining facility we're already in. So I feel you. <laughs> been crazy, but overall good, you know? Yeah, that's that's one thing that um, we've been doing is the the mining facility. One of my other founders is the the guy responsible for for the mining facilities, which have been um, something that he's been setting up. So it's just, uh, but he also owns his own company, and uh, he's getting ready to actually go pu- well public, getting ready to sell the company. So like he's been dealing with some stuff, and then like our devs, he owns his own company. So on my end just been like hodling inside on top of like end of quarter with work um actually been working with a new marketer doing like a whole rebrand i've talked to you about this but just people that are listening um uh, doing like the whole like a little bit of a rebrand approach not a full rebrand but taking more of a business professional look and feel um updating the roadmap white paper like i saw your guys white paper it was very was done very well so that was pretty cool. I liked seeing your guys' white paper, but taking more of a business uh, professional approach before hitting the circuit again and going on the spaces and pitch spaces. But I love coming up to spaces like this and talking about actual like metas and, you know, doing a little shilling. But you know me, I can talk. I'm the same exact way when when there's something good to talk about and we already we know that what we're going to be talking about is good. Uh, you could just go forever, and there's so much to talk about in the crypto space and the Web three space that can get dangerous. You can. I've had some spaces where we just uh, look at the time, and it's been two and a half hours, three hours, and we're like, "Well, here we are." <laughs> yeah, that was like us. Like fun fact, folks that don't that don't know who I am. I'm one of the founders at uh, Cash Cats, and uh, one of the first spaces i popped in for full spend you know i was just trying to listen and see what's up and uh, i popped in there with riley and next thing you know it was like we were on there for like an hour and a half (laughs) so it it was definitely one of the better spaces i've been on well thank you very much you know we definitely try to you know have them be as quality and packed full of content as possible but it you know i think that's why we're gonna have a good space. It'll be fun. I think we're, you know, we think alike and it's going to be cool to see where the conversation takes us. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, we can, we can get going too. I know we're like 15 minutes in. So people drip in or come in, they can, anyone that wants to pop in and chat, uh, just request to speak, um, to open floor conversation. So the topic that we that we want to talk about is uh, utility NFTs. So I think that it's one of the more slept on metas. Um, but like, as you heard a little bit earlier, I came across Riley and Full Spend um, Yacht Club actually on Twitter and I saw their project and uh, I've been following them very closely and we hopped on one of the spaces and there's you know certain projects that you feel that are aligned with your project. Um, but when I got in the spaces, you know, quickly I learned that these guys are aligned with the same core values um, as ours. And, you know, we basically had a, a conversation that was supposed to be an hour turning to an hour and a half. So it would have been longer if I if I stayed on or if it did go longer. I think it went on like two hours or something like that. But um, so what we wanted to do is bring bring up full spend on our Web3 Wednesday. So we try to host these 
every week. Um, it's been tough hosting them every week, but the, the point is to bring on projects and bring on founders that one, have a good understanding of the Web3 space, um, that also want to drive some impact to the space, um, but then also talk about important topics that may not be covered, um, especially in crypto Twitter. As you guys know, there's a lot of garbage sometimes on crypto Twitter. Um, but you know, one thing that we didn't want to cover is utility NFTs, if people are ready for them, which I don't think they are. Um, but I'll give a quick introduction to myself. So I'm, I'm Draco Veli. I am one of the founders of Cash Cats. And so we're hold to earn NFT. So similar to Full Spend Yacht Club, their main focus is on Kadena mining. Uh, we do Kadena mining, um, but it's uh, a major part of our project. But we also are into liquidity pools as well. So that's one of our, our major differences. But Again, met Rally, been talking to Rally behind the scenes and uh, really excited to, to start kicking off this, this conversation. But Rally, I'll let you introduce yourself and, and your project before we, we pop in. Yeah, thank you. So my name is Riley Pettit. I'm the founder of Full Spend Yacht Club. Uh, our project is, as he said, a Kadena mining project. Uh, the major points about our project would be that we're putting 90% of our mint funds directly in to uh, crypto mining, uh, Kadena mining specifically. And we are one of the most profitable uh, Kadena mining projects on Kadena currently. And uh, we're building our own data center and we're going to be doing uh, immersion cooling in it and overclocking our miners to uh, you know, help us achieve our goal of being the most profitable NFT. Super excited to be here today. And I think that you know, Cash Cats and Full Spend are a lot alike and it's going to be a good conversation i'm looking forward to it yeah and um one thing about the the project that i really like that stood out is that they fully disclose and they're putting a lot of their funds towards going back to their holders so people that people cats that have listened to us or listened to me speak know that our our whole point and their whole value prop is to give as much value back to the holders as possible and i think they're I think, you know, it's, it's, you hear other projects and I guess value is subjective, um, but we want to give back monetary value. So, um, Riley, how about you give me a little overview of like, what got you into crypto? What made you start this project? And, um, you know, why Kadena? Yeah, I would, I'd love to, I'm going to try to keep it as condensed as possible. It's a little bit of a long story, but we're going we're gonna to dive right in. Uh, so about two years ago, I was diagnosed with a spine fracture, a two-point spine fracture in my PARS. And they told me I needed a surgery, and I was scared for my life. And at the time, I had really looked up to a YouTuber that basically just made his money by giving away a bunch of money. And I thought that was super cool. So when I realized I had to get the surgery that could, you know, potentially risk paralysis and all this crazy stuff, I just decided, you know, it'd be it'd be cool to live the the months leading up to that surgery the best I could and do what I want. And uh, at the time, I had been trading stocks and I had eventually learned about Dogecoin just from the uh, GME trading stuff with uh, that whole. Uh, short squeeze stuff and uh, I had gotten some pretty good profits on Dogecoin just just got lucky and I decided that I was going to give some of that Dogecoin away and basically do 
what the person I looked up to was doing, which was uh, giving money away on platforms that you could earn ad revenue uh, back from, you know, the views that you get. And so I ended up, you know, having it pop off, uh, made a little bit more money back than I gave away. And I was looking to actually uh, buy back the Dogecoin that I got because the hype was still going and, you know, I was ready to ride the train up to the next leg. And uh, eventually I had found that you could mine, uh, merge mine Dogecoin and Litecoin. So I ended up buying my uh, first L3 miner and continued, you know, giving away money and, my thought was, well, if I can make, you know, endless amounts of Doge and Litecoin, I could use that to even boost my content further and uh, take more risks in my content. And if it doesn't pay off, <clears throat> I'd have something generating, you know, income and making back the Dogecoin that I had given away. And so I, you know, started buying more miners and more miners as things progressed. And it got to the point where I had, you know, bought S19 Pro, uh, you know, just kept buying every every different miner that I could find. And eventually I came across the KD5s. And I eventually, uh, after setting it up, mining it, I uh, just started researching all of the coins that I had been mining. I had a few CK5s, uh, HS5s, and, you know, uh, found that Kadena was, you know, really something special and immediately just started by uh, ordering more and more KD5s and, uh, you know, just went down the rabbit hole of Kadena. I liked that, uh, you know, Kadena was a proof of work coin that was able to scale because that was the, you know, one of the three uh, things in the crypto trilemma that was negative about proof of work. And as a miner, I was loving proof of work. and. Uh, so the fact that they were able to figure out a way to scale while uh, staying decentralized as a proof of work token and having the security of a proof of work token was just massive to me. And I had actually uh, was looking to uh, advance my uh, uh, social media, uh, what I was doing. And I, at the time, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, and that's uh, why we have Yacht Club in our name. It's a homage to Board Ape because they did inspire, you know, this the path that I went on with NFTs. Uh, they at the time they had built like a penthouse suite or something, and they were giving access to uh, all of their holders to it uh, just from owning the NFT, and they were using the NFT as like the access key. And it made me have a revelation where I was like, "Wow!" Like you can use NFTs to enable and bridge into the real world and have real utility with it. And I thought there's so many bots that are entering my giveaways and there's so many, you know, people that are like, I've been following for a year and I haven't won anything. This dude just followed like a day ago and he won. And it was like, I wonder if there's a way that I could use NFTs to kind of, you know, distribute what I'm giving away in a more fair way. And uh, I, I eventually, you know, tried to build on Ethereum and it was back when uh, we were like in a crazy bull run and stuff and it might not even have been a bull run, but uh, gas fees were so high that I uh, didn't want to subject my, you know, followers to that. And I had uh, wasted a lot of money deploying and testing smart contracts and different stuff. And uh, eventually I was just like, all right, uh, this isn't going to work. Like, 
for what I'm trying to do. And so I kept mining, you know, buying more Kadena miners. And then eventually I realized that, you know, after, after I was learning more about Kadena, I realized, well, you can build, you can build uh, smart contracts, NFTs and everything on Kadena. And so that was the start of Full Spend Yacht Club and my uh, start of my endeavors into NFTs. And, you know, we, I founded the project just with the idea of uh, uh, social media presence is a big thing and that distributing mining rewards fairly would be awesome. And we uh, started building our core community and let them kind of take the ball and run with it. And it's been really cool. You know, we just came with those core concepts. We didn't have an idea for our art. We didn't have an artist. We didn't have, you know, much of anything. And, you know, here we are today. And it's been it's been awesome. So that's kind of the background of how I got into crypto mining, a little bit of how I got into crypto. And then, you know, how I ended up in the NFT space. So. Gee, it all, it all started with Dogecoin. That is fucking mad. You were making a killing off of Doge and wanted to give as much as possible. And you just kept making a killing after killing after killing and started mining Dogecoin and Litecoin. I think that's pretty cool. I, I didn't know that about you. So it makes sense. Now everything's starting to add up a little bit. So that's really cool. One thing that uh, I think, again, really stands out is, uh, is the giving part. So that's... Um, I honestly think that majority of Twitter is ran by bots. So um, I can only imagine trying to do giveaways and run giveaways back during the bull run. I remember I was more of a bystander. Um, but yeah, it was mad trying to build anything. It's going to be mad when when you're trying to build anything with Ethereum in the next, I guess, couple of years, right? So if, if Ethereum does what we think it's going to do, I think it's eventually going to move to like, an ultra bond mecha bond and people are going to try to figure out like what's the next play to go to and uh I, and the thing is with with kadena um it, it reminds me a little bit of solana in the sense of its speed but way more put together in terms of the technology and the the side change of what fascinated me the most so kind of similar to a, a little bit different approach than than you and how i came across kadena I saw it when it boomed and I was like, what the heck is this coin? And then I did a digger deeping and uh, digger digging. I was deep in digger, excuse me. And uh, the, the proof of work side scaling is something that I've never really seen before. And so it's ability to, to really scale out to thousands of chains is like the super bullish thing. And as you, as you start seeing proof of stake chains, I think popping off, which I think is going to happen once uh, Ethereum kind of elevates the narrative for layer ones and layer twos. There's going to be a core group of community, and you already seen it. We've seen it with um, Bitcoin miners starting to move towards Kadena, where people are looking at the next profitable coin. And um, one thing that's bullish is that the fact that the ecosystem slowly building, we're starting to see more and more Kadena NFT projects. You're starting to see more development DEXs being built, but it's not like a a fabricated buildup kind of i don't know if you remember when solana got built up but there was just tons and tons of apps being used in the ecosystem but they're almost kind of zombie apps um what i'm seeing here within kadena you're seeing like very strong organic slow growth uh which i think we're going to see a huge price appreciation with kadena down the line yeah i think it's a pretty amazing time and 
you know, even though you got, you kind of found out about it when that little spike was happening, uh, we're, we're lucky as can be to be where we're at today, where we have another opportunity to get in. And I think what you said about, uh, you know, it's a little bit slower growing and more organic, I think is super true where the core team at uh, Kadena is focusing a lot on furthering the technology versus marketing and hyping it up, which, you know, is good for us. We get a chance to buy some miners and, you know, everything we need to do. Uh, so what, what kind of got you into the NFT space? Oh, good question. Um, so <clears throat> I got into crypto and I got into it like late 2019. I, so I started messing around with some ETH, XRP, and Chainlink. But I didn't really get heavy into it until <clears throat> the whole GME, GameStop, Robinhood bullshit. So like I was also investing in stocks back in like 2017. And majority of my portfolio was in stocks. And I started dabbling a little bit about little bit into crypto. Didn't really fully understand it. And then <clears throat> I started uh, really going head first into it after again, the whole Robin Hood thing. And then uh, just dove head first into crypto Q4 2020. And I started doing top shots around like Marchish. Unfortunately, I knew the value of NFTs. I just was more so in the accumulation mode of crypto and I didn't really value seeing like a board ape. I didn't understand board apes. So seeing a board ape for one ETH, I was like, you know what? Like one ETH is going to be at least 5K or 10K or we everyone thought it was gonna be 8K in this run. I was like, fuck that. I'm not gonna buy a board ape. So joke's on me. Um, but really got me into uh, NFTs was I went to one of the conferences in November, um, the NFT Art Basel in Miami with one of the founders. And um, I, I was, we were there. We basically met one of our influencer friends that has a media pass. And we were behind the scenes of NFT Art Basel with like the mayor of uh, Miami. And it, we were in a place of networking that we probably shouldn't have been, but we were literally just talking to all different types of people that were creating really cool projects in the crypto space and the NFT space. And the one thing that really stood out of me, it was like people of all different backgrounds, you know, shapes, sizes, colors, fucking like web two backgrounds. It was just a mix of people that I've never really seen actually like be genuine and be passionate. And my mind was like blown within that first day. So on the flight home, I actually, I carry a notebook with me, which is like my idea notebook. And I started writing out um, an idea for the cash cats, which was supposed to be the cashier cats. And everyone, I think in this, in this room here uh, remembers Wonderland. So originally I was in that Ponzi. I was with the, the own Ponzi, which I'm still kind of into as well. And I love the idea of the rebasing and I love the inflationary and then also deflationary mechanics that they've had. Um, and the idea was to create an NFT that was giving back to people and incentivize people to, to hold, but also earn back, um, earn crypto. So I, I understood the concept of NFTs of the community sense. Um, one thing I didn't understand is what really gave NFTs value outside of the floor. I know it's a lot of speculation at the time, but I was like, you know what, let's flip the script. Let's give, let's have an NFT, have some education behind it and rewards and reward people in various types of passive income plays. So 
that's what really kind of started the program. Um, one of our, my, one of my founder's sisters is an artist and she does like real trippy type, uh, art. And we were like, Hey, look, like we're putting this together and we wanted to put something a little bit different. And so that's what kind of started the project. I mean, that's went to Miami, met a bunch of cool people and I wanted to do something different. So that's where the whole to earn concept kind of came in. And uh, another thing that I noticed is that like a lot of NFT people are just like super into NFTs, but didn't understand some of like the core, some of like, they didn't understand cryptocurrency. And I, I think one of the biggest things, at least from the space that I've taken away is that you don't know what you don't know. And there's only so much things that you can focus on. But as long as you're aware of what's out there, like if you're aware of these other chains and you're like your ears to the ground where you can make sound investment decisions is what I think matters the most. Like if I had someone that was super into NFTs at the time when I was in, um, you know, Top Shot and was like, hey, listen, Alex, like this is, you know, the whole part of the community is X, Y, and Z and they really pitched me on it, then great. I probably would have, would have had a couple of them, right? But um that's what it's all about is just having the awareness. So I wanted to build a community where you have a couple hunters, you're, 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 everyone's kind of sharing information. Everyone's kind of researching together. Um, and then also giving people back rewards in different chains. So you notice like we're giving our majority of rewards are going to be in Kadena. Um, but the ideal thought process was to do it in four different, uh, sectors of web three of validator nodes, mining, um, liquidity pools, and like metaverse staking. But as the market kind of shifted, we've uh, we've shifted our priorities. And as of right now, like mining and liquidity pools, but more so mining uh, is the safest. I'm putting safest in air quotes um, in terms of not getting super wrecked. So our plan has shifted like two or three times. So um, that was initially what we uh, how we came up with the project. And. Um, it goes back to our conversation when we first chatted about being blockchain agnostic. And I think the best way to kind of spread awareness is by, you know, basically airdropping people new coins. So one of the projects I put people on is Solana. I know a lot of people that are tech maxis aren't hip to Solana, but, you know, I go to where the people are and there's, and if there's a huge, strong NFT community. And as long as there's an NFT community actually using the soul token, I think it's going to appreciate. So um, yeah, that's why we're, you know, we're gonna have our rewards in Kandina we hand out some Ethereum, we hand up some, we hand out some Solana, um, and then we give Alpha another coin. So that's a little bit, a long winded answer about how I got into NFTs and how I came, we came up with the cash cats. I like that a lot. You know, it, it must've been cool just being thrown into a convention full of, you know, a ton of different projects and people in the space. Uh, one thing I really like what you said is, you know, the blockchain agnostic. I know you said that in our first time we met back in the full spend space. And uh, so I kind of have a question. Uh, will, I know I, I like what you said about, uh, you know, mining being pretty safe and a pretty, quote, air quotes, you know, pretty safe. <laughs> uh, but do you guys think that you will mine anything other than Kadena or is Kadena the only proof of work you're going for? I think I think we're gonna go stick with Kadena. I mean, you can't really go wrong with what they're doing, uh, at least to start. And maybe down the line, we would be open to other um, to other chains or other coins that, that would pop up. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. What about you guys? I mean, so like, I think Dogecoin. I think 
even though Dogecoin is a shit coin, I think there's a strong purpose for for Dogecoin, and I know it gets a bad rap, but to me, it, it's that that's like a social proof coin where people made that coin happen. So, I can't say down the line we're gonna we're gonna definitively mine something else. Um, given the fact of like how rapid this space moves, so I feel like you're always gonna ha- need to have a treasury back to buy and update your miners, but. I'm not saying no. So, uh, you know, if there's something down the line where we can find that could be lucrative for the cats to mine, I'm definitely open to it. What about full spend? Are you guys just Kadena maxis or were you able to go a little bit blockchain agnostic from last time we spoke? Uh, we're, we're still going to be mining 100% Kadena just because it's the most profitable uh, coin that there is to mine currently. But uh, something you said about uh, Dogecoin, and I wanted to comment where you didn't really, you said you didn't really mind Dogecoin. I think I agree. And I think there is a pretty unique use case for it where most coins that are proof of work have a cap. So Bitcoin has 21 million, uh, KDA has, I think, 1 billion, and Dogecoin is uncapped. And from an economic standpoint, uh, having an inflationary currency that will continue to inflate infinitely does have its benefits where it will make people more likely to spend the coin and it has a better use case as a spending coin versus Bitcoin where uh, every time it halves, we're going to see less and less Bitcoin coming into existence and it makes uh, holding Bitcoin and not spending it a, a lot more attractive and a viable way to make profits. But with Dogecoin or Litecoin, uh, having that inflationary aspect tends to people uh, wanting to use it and spend it more. And I think uh, it's similar to like the U.S. dollar, where there's no we're not going to cap how much we we print, and we just keep printing more, and it can stimulate the economy, and we can you know uh, add more inflation, do less inflation depending on what's going on, and. So I think that there's a use case for Dogecoin and as a spending currency and potentially even Litecoin. And maybe maybe that won't be the one that become maybe neither of those will be the become the one that is, uh, you know, the one that we start seeing everybody spending and, you know, using as a form of, uh, you know, daily currency. But I think it's kind of cool to think of that. And, you know. It's an interesting, interesting thing. And I personally mine Dogecoin and Litecoin still, so can't complain. But as far as uh, full spend, we're just going to be doing Kadena to start. And if our DAO votes to mine anything else, we'll definitely do it. Yeah, I guess it's all about being fluent in the market, right? So I don't think, I don't see ourselves actually spending many of these tokens. Like, even though they're quote unquote not securities, in reality, I look at them as tech stocks. Like, I'm, I would never get, I would never use my Ethereum or my Bitcoin or any of my bigger bags that I think are going to appreciate heavily in the next five or 10 years, which is every single coin that I have. I'm not going to use that in any type of in real life transaction because it means way more to me. I know there's other um, countries that aren't as fortunate as we are where you they need to have some stability in the legal tender tenure uh, tenure but i i see a world where we live in uh two there's two different type of worlds that i think I, well i see two different types of way either they fucking nuke it all to hell and we move back to be moved to a barter society which i don't think is 
going to happen. I think there's going to be like a minor slow reset, but I think everything is just a, a wait for the CBDCs to pop up, right? I think we're already transactioning, transactioning in a digital way. And I think you're having probably Fortune 500 or Fortune 50 company that's uh, building out an infrastructure to handle crypto payments. So I think the CBDCs are going to be huge. I think USDC is going to be the main form of payment on the blockchain. Um, that being said, I think there's going to be certain institutions that are going to value Ethereum or they're going to value Bitcoin. They're going to value certain cryptos where they, they're going to have, uh, you know, they're going to take that instead of the, the, the US dollar or dollar. Um, so I, I think I can see it kind of both ways, but in reality, I, I think that um, I think we're so far away from mass adoption that uh, it's we got so much time. So I, I look at evaluations of 2030. Uh, I know that's way far out and probably should too far out to be looking at certain projects. But the projects that I buy into or the projects that I bring people into or, or share about are projects that I seriously believe long term. Um, but again, uh, I talk about this, too, as well, is that kind of have to have a switch too, right? Be able to take profits. You have your hodl bag. Kadena to me is a hodl bag. Um, and a lot, a lot of the projects I have are, are hodl bags, but I'm telling you, man, when the time comes, there's going to be, the, the bull run's going to be different. Like now's the time to chill, accumulate. Next year is going to be research mode, right? It's heavy research, looking at projects that are doing a lot of marketing, right? Um, with fundamental fundamental news that's popping up because as you know news makes coins move um you know 2024 is still again accumulation research but i'm gonna start i'm flipping in the bull run so <laughs> that's my that's my strategy but yeah uh going off on a little tangent here so i actually to, have a question yeah go ahead so uh i know you said that you think that uh if we start using it you know after the cbdc uh we'd start using usdc or i think you said usdc yeah. Uh, how do you think that effect of uh, inflation of the U.S. dollar will affect the stable coins of U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, D.C.? Because in my mind, I think like, all right, if if uh, <laughs> we keep on the rate that we're keeping on with the U.S. dollar, uh, the you know the uh, world order which is in U.S. dollars right now, where uh, the global trade is in U.S. dollars, eventually it'll get weakened to the point that a new currency may take its place. Uh, do you, how do you how do you view the effect of uh, you know inflation of the U.S. dollar and it being pegged to stable coins? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think that's like the number one question that people ask, and it's kind of hard to even answer. But if you look at the valuation, though your dollar is worth whatever a dollar is, but if there's such high inflations and you have coins that are capped with a short, with like Bitcoin being at 22 million, you have certain coins being capped. In theory, though, like Bitcoin is going to pump because of the amount of inflation in circle. But in regards to the correlation of USDC and UST being pegged to the dollar, I get, man, that's, that's a hard question. I just think it's that that truly goes back into the market because then you then you basically if we're talking about magic internet money and the internet believes that Bitcoin is valued at X amount because there's a hard cap and it's supposed to be a curb on inflation. And 
I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough one, man. That's a, it's a tough question. Honestly, I, I, I think, I think that's where if there's a free fall in the dollar, if there's more dollars in circulation, I think it's going to increase the valuation of coins that are capped and the valuation of that cap is going to be based off of the institutions, in my opinion, and the whales that are going to keep putting money where they think they, the value is the most. And it goes back into the magic internet money and like what we value as a society. And so like, I, I, you know, that's, that's actually a tough question. I don't, I don't know how that worked. I think it'd be cool to kind of see a almost a stable coin, but one that was, and this is like the perfect world type stuff. Right. But I think it'd be cool to see a stable coin that kind of was like equivalent to a dollar or could be like used as $1. It's stable, but it's not actually pegged to the dollar. And that way uh, it'd be cool to see potentially something like that become the uh, new world order with the, and be the leading currency that is used in trade and is, you know, used like a dollar, but, you know, isn't attached to something centralized because we love crypto because it's decentralized and having you stable coins feels like it's, it's, it's still crypto, but it's still attached to that centralized infrastructure that's subject to a private party printing more money every year. And I don't know, I think it's a cool, cool thing to think about and, it'd be cool to see some form of a uh, cryptocurrency that is truly decentralized become that uh, kind of, you know, currency that's used and currency that's referenced. But of course that would be a, a, an insane uh, thought overhaul and to start mm-hmm. thinking in something other than dollars or euros would be drastic, but well, that's we can what, dream. That's what Luna was doing. You remember Luna, they had the, well, there's algorithmic stable coins like DAI and Luna was the leading one. And then they backed their treasury with Bitcoin. And it was like, in theory, it was just, it, there was definitely some holes in their, in their, their game plan. But man, I remember when they backed their treasury with like, I don't know, what was it? Like a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. It went freaking bananas and in, in paper, it made sense. Um, the only problem is if like the algorithm isn't if it's not if you throw one coin off, it has to be like multiple of assets. Like you almost have to throw like Bitcoin, the dollar, real estate. You have to throw in a lot of stuff to make it stable. It's I think it's a pipe dream to be honest. I, and I don't know if we're gonna have a right answer because literally we're gonna we're half the money in the U.S. Over sixty percent of the money of the U.S. was printed in twenty twenty. And then, you know, we're going through an economic crisis. So it should be interesting to see what really happens in the next, like, 10, 15 years. So I don't know, man. It's I don't think, I don't know if having an algorithmic or decentralized stable coin is going to work. It's... Again, I look at what happened to Luna, and man, I think part of what happened to Luna was because Duquan du wasn't trying, wasn't playing well with the feds. He got a little bit too cocky, and he got short squeezed to hell. Someone got exposed, and that was definitely planned out. Someone with big money squeezed him on both ends with high leverage of of pulling out of the U.S. Terra and Bitcoin at the same time, and shorted it. It was like 
he was getting a little bit too cocky. So I think you get it. Whoever's going to do it, whoever solves it, is going to have to play ball with the Fed. So I think one way or the other, we're kind of screwed on that point. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes, you know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's shift a little bit to, to NFTs. I know um, our NFTs are more focused on giving and hold to earn. I um, honestly don't think the market's really ready for utility NFTs or NFTs like a hold to earn concept. I think the whole, I think crypto in general uh, is hard to understand and isn't sexy <laughs> compared to some other NFTs, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that, I think we're getting close though, where uh, I definitely agree with you, but I think we're getting closer than being farther away from, you know, being ready for the utility NFTs. It's, it's, you know, we see a lot of stuff in the, the news where even stuff like uh, Bored Apes, people are like, this person bought this ape for this much and what's the value and all this stuff. So I feel like, I feel like it's important for us to move in that direction. And I think, I think we're slowly, slowly inching toward it. And I think, you know, people, uh, doing due diligences and making sure that projects are providing some sort of real world utility versus just, you know, providing an asset you can speculate upon is important. And I think like, uh, as individuals, the more we support projects that have those utilities and have different ways of providing value to the world, uh, is important because, uh, it's, it's like when people say vote with your dollar, it's where you put your money, uh, you tend to see things start to thrive. And if we keep supporting projects that have utility and all this stuff, it's going to push us, uh, you know, closer and closer to getting those news articles where it's like cash cats has made the most, you know, millionaires out of this, this, and this, and has changed the the way and like, you know, it's something silly like that. But I think that, you know, we're all partially responsible for steering the ship and, It'll be interesting to see how long it takes. And I think it's definitely the future and hopefully we'll be ready for it soon. You know? Yeah. And I think we got a lot of time before that even happens, to be honest. Like, I think we're far, 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 far out, but you're right. I think there's, I think, um, at least, at least in the Kadena, Kadena chain, and there's like maybe a handful of projects on the, um, on the ETH chain and they're starting to do it. Um, but I do think when you think of the bear market and when you think of recession, I think there is a value in the hold to earn. At least I think there's value in hold to earn. Like the way for me, like I think also utilities subjective as well too. So when I say subjective, um, I think having an NFT that yields you some type of reward is great. But when recessions typically happen, entertainment usually goes up, right? So movies, TV shows, gaming, people want to be entertained. And I think given our market is so heavily dependent on macro, I mean, everything's dependent on the macro, but we get crushed a little bit harder. I think people are going to get bored. People are bored with ETH. Um, When I say people, I'm talking about the normal people or, or like mass audience. I think... People, I think the storytelling NFTs, I think and NFTs that provide uh, 
a sense of fun in their communities are going to hold a lot of value too, because I feel like outside of the the value that our NFTs can bring, I think people want to be entertained. So think of some of like the storytelling NFTs, think of NFTs that embody fun and, and fun and entertainment, whether it's hosting game night or having their, their NFT be incorporated into their entertainment aspects of their, of their roadmap. I think people are drawn to that because when you think about cryptocurrencies and you think about the value it can bring in the, in, in the long-term macro, it's very intimidating to get into. Um, but it's also, it can be a little bit boring. I think in a market where we're looking at opportunity and usually this opportunity, there's economic downside too. So like, yeah, like this is great that there's such great opportunity, but in reality, like our dollar is fucked and people are, gases are fucked. Um, gas prices are fucked. And it's, you know, you can tell like we're just kind of screwed from the position that we're putting in and get mortgage rights that are hiking. So the opportunity that is arising is coming through an economic, you know, dark side, which is not always the best, especially people that have hopped in in, in 2021 or might be new to crypto. It's not the best seeing your portfolio go to the shitter. And I think it's just natural where people are, are drawn to entertainment. And, um, you know, one thing I try to tell people and, you know, I'm even down myself, you know, I think a lot of people that are down there are holders, um, need to understand how important of a position that we're in. I'm fortunate to have a lot of like OGs that were investing or mining, you know, Ethereum in 2016 or that bought Bitcoin in 2011. And they've, those are people that I listen to that have been down here before um, that are, that are still buying and accumulating. And it's not the sexiest. So I still think that there is utility though for certain NFTs. And I hold certain NFTs that I think, you know, are good entertainment or they have like good storytelling and maybe they're tied to gaming. Um, but some of the utilities that I'm looking at moving forward um, are really focused on hold to earn NFTs, but then also NFTs. And I wanted to bring in Boggs in here to talk about his project, but projects that help you trade better um, or NFTs that are tied to software. So we see a lot of projects that are tied to software now. So uh, software as a service uh, where they have like trading. So like one of my buddies, he, um, he's part of Zion labs or he's a founder at Zion labs and he's been building out this trading bot. That's, that's pretty sick on Solana. And I think we're going to see a lot more of those pop up. Um, and then I also, uh, I'm pretty bullish on the consortium as well. And Boggs, he's coming in next week, by the way, too, and full spend, you're more than welcome to pop in our or Web3 Wednesday next week and join the conversation. I think I'm just going to have this part two and have him talk about his project, and I think you'd really like it. But essentially, it's going to be about um, his project, which are signals. So you can signal shit coins or low-cap coins that are gems that are going to be popping off, um, that are good buys that you could trade. And then also, same thing with NFTs, which I think are, are helpful to have. They may not be sexy right now, but I think they're helpful to have in your portfolio in the next couple of years for when... Um, the bull run does come but yeah go ahead you can you can just pop in and say whatever no worries no worries it's funny that you mentioned uh you know nfts that are connected to uh software uh one of the projects that i love and support on kadena actually just joined the space and they're docushield and uh what they do is they basically uh use encryption with the blockchain and 
uh, private keys with the blockchain to secure documents and you know any anything that you want to secure on the blockchain and uh, a, a big issue is that um, any company that you have anything stored with whether it's like uh, your even a Twitter account uh, what can happen is people will pay uh, somebody on the inside of the of the uh, company to do something malicious like change your uh, password to something that then they can access and uh, there was a very famous case of that where Elon Musk tweeted if you send me Bitcoin to this address we'll double it and send it back to you and that happened you know from somebody inside of Twitter getting paid off being you know done with Twitter having some sort of disgruntled beef with Twitter and then taking a paycheck and, you know, backdooring, giving access to the account. And uh, with DocuShield, it's cool that they're doing a platform and, you know, uh, having a program behind it that allows for this file storage and sharing and, you know, backed by the blockchain and encryption. So I, I think that's super, super accurate. And, you know, I also wanted to ask, do you think that gaming is going to be the next meta? Because I know that you said a lot about the whole, uh, you know, uh, entertainment aspect and us getting bored. And, you know, it is pretty boring here in these bear markets as we wait. Um, yeah, I, and so I did invite DocuShield up. It kind of reminds me, honestly, I sell software for a living. So. I just did a quick scan of DocuShield, and uh, I do think, I don't think, I think the meta, honestly, is still going to be, we're still looking at, I still think entertainment NFTs, PFPs, even though people say that they're sick of them, I still think they're like the social buzz that get people excited, and I still think NFTs and community is like, the community part is really what drives people. I think you're going to start seeing like, I, thought, I think you're going to start seeing like entertainment brands like you've already seen like Nickelodeon come in and just like rape the space with some money. But I feel like I feel like they're going to be people or companies that are going to come in and use NFTs as a way for like memberships, because I think one thing that I like about the community aspect is that you get to meet people from all over the country, all over. When you talk about like really un, like unite uniting the country and you talk about like fucking the, the best part about it is that you get to talk to people from all over the world that care about NFTs and care about crypto and you get to meet so many different people that I feel like the entertainment thing is still going to be the meta. That being said, I think companies like DocuShield, um, you're get, so here's the biggest issue. Here's the biggest challenge I think that NFTs have right now that are regular floor like PFP pr- uh, projects is that you have you're basically running a business. It's a fundraising, NFTs are a fundraising tool um, for a company. And I don't know if many people know that, but the biggest problem is having uh, revenue sources. And I feel like eventually down the line, these whole to earn NFTs are gonna be in other people's um, portfolios, right? And when I say other people's portfolios, they're gonna be in the, the mass portfolios, but they're also gonna be into some of these projects where, hey, look, like we specialize in mining, we can help your company drive additional revenue. So one, you don't have to dilute your project and drop multiple NFTs to fundraise. Um, Cause that's essentially what it is. But I still think again, those are gonna be the meta, but when it comes to gaming, I think gaming is gonna be huge. The technology sucks right now for, for gaming just because everything's 
decentralized. I do think you're going to see more from maybe Solana. That's something more centralized where you're going to see gaming pop in. But until they can figure out and make a fun game, then it's going to it's going to work. Um, but if it, everything, if the, if the purpose of playing a game is to just simply make money, it's not going to work because people are just going to cash out. And think about it, if you build an ecosystem, you need to have something that keeps one people going. And uh, that's fun. It has to be fun. And two, it, it, it can't be just about the money. So I honestly think the closest in the come is the other side. Like you, anything Yuga touches, it, they just smash. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to take they're going to take the Fortnite model and they're just going to put it on Web three. So I think certain projects are going to do well um, in the uh, esports space, but I could see it. That's going to that you know everything's being built out now, and I think twenty twenty five. I think we're going to see a meta because that's like four years, and you're going to see some really sick games come to play. And I think gaming's going to be a meta. I think layer ones are going to be a meta. Security tokens, ISO twenty or two ISO twenty oh twos. I keep fucking that one up. That's going to be meta as well. But yeah, go ahead, Docu Shield. I don't. I don't mean to. Oh no, no. I just wanted to say hi and thanks for the invite. Uh, I see utility in the uh, in the caption, man. I can't stay away from the space. Uh, I had to join and you know see what was going on. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're all about, you know, using NFTs as a form of utility. And uh, it's kind of what drove us to do. We have a, a like a little pivot project that we did uh, that was coming out on October 1st, Mint It, which is going to be like a no code um, way to launch NFT collections. And a big focus is on is on utility. Uh, you know, one of our first collections is a game that's going to have like insane utility that nobody's ever seen before with the nft and the functionality behind it uh and it's funny how you were just talking about the fundraising tool thing because we literally just put we 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 had an idea we were scheduled for a second one and we passed on it to keep building but um we introduced something with nft uh, nft staking and that is like a bond certificate for the doc token um but i mean it's just it's crazy man like yeah this is exactly what we've been focusing on all day and uh join the space and that's exactly what you're talking about man so pretty cool i mean that's you came in the perfect timing and i, and I also do think one thing that we're going to start seeing and you it sounds like you have some experience in tech sales if you're starting a tech company in the web3 space is that um i i, I think we're going to start seeing uh like monthly fees for or reoccurring instead of paying i don't know you pay like a hundred dollars but then you charge like ten dollars <laughs> monthly fee for uh the, the membership access which honestly makes the most sense because one you have a re recurring revenue stream and it just it helps you bring money to it, it's additional income that's coming in to help fund the project yeah yeah no definitely and you know the cool thing about it too is when you have something like that if you're using it like we're doing most of our products through uh nft to represent the subscription so it's a purchase one time but once you're done or you don't want the product anymore or you're not using it you can you know put it on the market and resell it so one of the cool things we're doing to get into like the music industry and the sports industry we're trying to tie ourselves into is again making it like easy so we have a project that we're launching alongside the mintit platform that's called um unlocked directory and that's essentially where you purchase an nft and say you're a collection owner right you just launched a collection and a comic book is uh it comes along with it as unlockable content so you would come and buy a um 
an NFT for the Unlock Directory website. And then you'll go on there, connect your wallet. When we detect that NFT, um, you know, we'll give you the ability to come in and create a page to upload the content that you're going to present to the holders for that NFT. So you would stake the NFT and create what's called like a locker. Then anybody who comes to the website and connects their wallet, if they own one of the NFTs, uh, you know, in any of the lockers, that have been created, they'll get access to that content right there on their page. So if you have, I know you were talking about like the Nickelodeon NFTs and stuff, say they had like, you know, a Nickelodeon uh, comic book subscription or something um, that was available there. But then, you know, there was also some, um, you know, some music from another artist from a different NFT. They would connect their wallet and whatever NFTs had lockers on the website, they would be able to go in and see all the content in one place, you know? Um, and, and I mean, that's just something that's, it's cool and it's easy for users to get into and kind of just, you know, have that really web two feel to it when creating the page and, and connecting to it and, you know, the ease of usability. I think that ease of use, uh, ease, ease of usability uh, is super important too for leading mainstream adoption and, uh, I think even Cashcat said something about that earlier too, where, you know, it's just, it's important where, uh, you know, crypto isn't very sexy and uh, there's a lot of nuance to it. And so I definitely, I like that, you know, factor about that and, you know, ease of usability is massive and you guys have a lot of focus on that in a lot of your different products. Definitely. And, and I mean, it's, that's a big leading point when we talk to any, any like, you know, uh, set up, anybody set up in an industry like education, right? Like if I'm approaching a, you know, college football team to create an NFT collection and, you know, um, you know, have them available for purchase by the students and give special access. I mean, it's the, the administration's not going to get it unless you put it in a way that's easy for them to use. So, I mean, we have to take the whole like we have to make a seamless transition into it so we lose some of the, the decentralization when we do that but the blockchain core technology is still there and you know that's that's what's important in a perfect world everything's decentralized but i mean we're far 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 from there so i mean integrating the tech into into those industries now is the first step you know um and without them even knowing so associating you know having a back-end database that associates a wallet address that they don't even know they have it just gets created when they create their account with their web2 username or like their email address so if anybody ever like tags you know this person with their username um you know or sends something to this username it'll actually sub in their wallet address you know in the back end but it'll look just like a typical like if i'm sending a chat message you know uh which is which is cool and it's something that's it's not too complicated man and easy to do it just takes away from the decentralization aspect you know but hey man one step at a time yeah mass adoption isn't happening anytime soon without having an infrastructure that is that people are using crypto without even knowing what the fuck they're doing <laughs> exactly dude yeah that's how it has to be man it has to be easy like you know push a button we're done you know i have to be able to use it when i'm drunk <laughs> yeah that's why i don't have my i don't put any crypto on my phone Oh yeah, same, same. I, I I lose my phone all the time. First of all, which is a big reason we we brought DocuShield out uh, <laughs> to cover my irresponsibility with uh with phones and wallets. But um, but yeah, man. Um, I, I agree. It's <laughs> we're far from from that. But I mean, just it has to be easy, man. Like I love um, I don't know if any of you guys are from the states, but like the jukebox applications 
when you go into a bar, like, you know, you can control, you can download an app, control the jukebox from your phone and you can have automatic refills and they pretty much, it, it could be crypto. They pretty much issue you tokens. Then you buy songs with those tokens to play. Like it's, I mean, that's like the, I like the pinnacle of me for me of ease of usability because I spent so much money on playing songs that I've heard a thousand freaking times before. You know what I mean? But just because it's so easy and uh, you're in the moment right there. So you guys are running on flux. You're powered by Kandina, but running on flux. How's that work? Yeah. So uh, Kadena, we um, is the blockchain that we we build on. That is, you know, utilizing the pack language uh, and the Marmalade standard for our NFTs. But Flux, uh, we operate on the Flux nodes by pretty much taking our applications, Dockerizing them, and then hosting them um, on the Flux network. So uh, we're not necessarily built on the Flux blockchain, but we're using their nodes to and their infrastructure to actually host our applications. Okay, that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's interesting. I've heard I've heard a lot about Flux. It's uh, it's another project that i was in in the bull market but got out of but it seems like another good project that i've been eyeing on for the bear market accumulation yeah it just it just had its own little bull run man um and jumped into the top 100 for a while i think they might still be there but yeah man they they flipped cadena which was uh which was crazy to see and then um I mean, the utility is there, though, man, you know, for for decentralized uh, hosting of your applications, Flux is the solution. It's 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 easy. And now they got persistent data, uh, which was a weak point for them before. But now, I mean, like, dude, it's I mean, if you can host a decentralized Word, WordPress, you know, website, I mean, we're already getting there. You know what I mean? I think it's super cool, too, and important. You know, I think that's a kind of a interesting factor of web three that people don't think about is that you know the the websites you go to and the applications you use on the internet can also become more decentralized where you know instead of using uh aws amazon web services to host you know websites applications uh we could do it in a more decentralized way and flux is totally that and you know it's cool to see uh projects built on other chains able to utilize that and further decentralize themselves so it's just, it's cool to see. And I think it's a huge, going to be a huge thing for, you know, furthering decentralization as a whole and Web3. Flux was everything strong was supposed to be. <laughs> Flux, Flux is, is more, is, is, yeah, more than I expected when we actually got into their incubator. Um, you know, uh, we want to, we, you know, our aim is to get into a lot of uh, big institutions and bring blockchain tech there where it'll do a lot of good. But, you know, a big concern was like, uh, managing sensitive data and you know there's a lot of like data localization laws in the states where you know any of the data for anybody um who is a united states citizen has to be housed in the united states so i can't have a server in china that's like hosting any of this stuff but you know flux even thought of that man they have like uh, they can geolocate their nodes and keep um keep data within uh, you know it's still decentralized but within a specific network um of uh nodes within a certain range you know like or coordinate uh which is which is badass i did not expect uh you know but i mean it's just it goes to say how you know to show how far we've come or, you know they've they've come really what do you think is going to be the new meta for nfts i think you know um really i think the new meta for nfts is going to be um the digital identification you know having an immutable way to tell that this person's you know uh digital id is non-fraudulent uh because 
uh, I have a record of that NFT uh, on chain, right? And so that's exactly what we're working on. And we really see that as the future. Um, you know, it's like here in the United States, I don't know, um, you can only get five five copies of your social security card, right? Now I've already ran through four. <laughs> um, the, my next my next one's my last one. So uh, that's just, you know, I'm bad with, with holding physical documents. But if I can if I can issue that same card, you know, from a verified person, a verified wallet address to, you know, my wallet. And then when I bring it up, you know, um, if just by comparing the hashes that are that are stored on chain with a live hash of the document that you're holding um, for immediate proof of, you know, the validity of that document. That's I mean, that's everything, man. You know, we're we're getting rid of the paperwork and we're keeping everything digital. And now finally, in a way where I mean, if you Photoshop it or something, man, I mean, we're going to be you'll be able to tell immediately because that hash will be different. You know, you can't change a pixel. So I think the future is really having uh, our entire identification, you know, accessible through, you know, some kind of digital format. Now that's you're getting a little risque, though. Because once you get the digital ID, then you're getting digital tracking, right? And I got the government tracking you as much. as I mean, even though we all have iPhones and basically anything you do is being recorded, but this takes it another level. But it sounds like you need to docu shield yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, if, you're on your fourth, I, if you're on your fourth Social Security ID, bro, I think you need Seriously. to docu shield yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no i mean dude i'm telling you like uh, the, the the actual app came into existence because um you know i lose my shit i don't care you know i live you know i'm i'm a crazy i'm an entrepreneur i'm always on the on the road i'm crazy you know crazy like that but when um my son was born and all of a sudden i have insurance paperwork and i have you know um i have birth certificates and all the stuff that just comes with it i'm like damn dude i can't lose this like this is important now like my my shit i don't care whatever um but you know my son he has to, i have to keep his stuff in order so like i started you know scanning stuff and i'm like dude like all the google hacks and you know it's not even that the google's not secure it's always an internal breach you know so you know just sitting there thinking about a way that if i were to host someone's data um how would it, i make it so that i can't even get access to it and that's where you know cryptography and nfts came into play and that was really the only logical solution there that was the main solution for for the blockchain private, yeah private no, transactions without being hacked right and that's why bitcoin mm -hmm. i have a couple of buddies that are bitcoin maxis and boy, I tell you, you can't talk to them. They'll listen to about Ethereum, but anything else is just, you know, they don't even listen about because of the security of it. And I think um, me coming from, I come from like Web2 tech sales world. And the main concern when we get into IT security is always about um, security. I mean, it's like any IT review, it's all about security. And that takes like two months to go through, especially when you're working with big enterprises. Not that I can really name drop any of them, but they get fucking hacked all the time. It's so crazy. I mean, the core principle of, of blockchain, you think, would be would would drive people straight into investing, where it's just like you have a digital identity where you're not tied to your street address, your name, where people can just snipe your identity. In reality, it's the easiest thing to do is people just steal your identity because they hold all this sensitive information and just get fucked. Yeah. That's what makes proof of work amazing, man. You know, there's there's really no way to fake it, you know, um, and that's what made me also fall in love with Kadena. I love Bitcoin. You know, I believe it's digital gold. Um, you know, it has its flaws. But as far as the store of value, I mean, Bitcoin's it, man. You know, um, 
But, you know, the, the, the only thing that parlay is close to it, man, in, in my opinion, and even, you know, takes a leg up to to really implement some badass technology is is Kadena and what they're doing with that, um, you know, and then creating a universal standard for for NFTs. That way, you know, they could be listed on multiple markets with royalties enforced or they could, uh, you know, have things like transforming data, you know, um, just so much cool stuff, dude. I mean, I don't want to go too far off. I know this isn't a Kadena um, episode or anything, but I mean, you know, it's it's the next form of Bitcoin as far as having the immutability behind proof of work and what that offers. So to be clear, this is uh, our conversation. So I we, we host the Web3 Wednesday um, we try to do it every Wednesday and realistically it's maybe every other Wednesday, but what we try to do is bring on projects or just bring on speakers to talk about, uh, industry topics. And so it's really around like utility NFTs. But one thing that we preach, like we're on Ethereum. Um, and the reason why we went on Ethereum is because it's just where majority of NFTs are on. That being said, our, our project values all majority type of blockchains. And uh, we're, we're, black, we're blockchain agnostic and we're all about awareness and education accumulation. So Kadena is one of the projects that we mine. Um, we hope we like, we like all, we like all blockchains that are going to make us money. I think, I think, <laughs> but, but, but also good ones, you know what I mean? And even shitty ones, like, or social ones, like, you know, but, um, but in reality is like the, if you're looking at where the meta and the world's going, it's always the people that are like two steps ahead. And I believe that when Ethereum go, when Ethereum now it's in its merge and I think layer ones are going to have its time. There's going to be proof of stake. I think that's going to, the proof of stake is always going to be huge. You're going to have DAGs that are going to pop up. I think L1s, I think we're going to see another pop of L1s, another pop of L2s, but you know, proof of work is one of the safest things. And so that's why we've, we're mining. Our project is mining. Uh, Kadena and Kadena. I say Kadena. You say I say Kadena. Yeah, I have no idea. Right. I think it's 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 in Spanish. It's Kadena. My 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 wife gets like, so why do you say Kadena? It's Kadena because it means chain in Spanish. Yeah. So um, it's so funny. And and uh, Kadena, if you say Kadena in my in my language in Creole, that means ass. So, <laughs> girl, you're a Kadena. <laughs> Damn, um, look at that Kadena. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, um, but anyone so I know we're we're about fit 17 minutes over, but anybody in the crowd that wants to come up and ask some questions, you know, DocuShield kind of came out of left field but came right appropriately when we started talking about software as a service. Um you guys are more than welcome, full spend and uh DocuShield, more than welcome to come on any spaces. Um but uh, anyone have any other other questions that they want to pop in and ask any three of us or anyone that want to contribute, feel free to just pop up. And, yeah, I want to uh, say first, thanks. Thanks for the invite, man. Definitely my favorite types of conversations uh, around, you know, utility, man. So love it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And uh, I, I jumped on one of full spends uh, spaces like three weeks ago. And uh, Raleigh and I have had some good conversations behind the scenes. So um, we're all about like collaborating and doing the right type of collaborations with, with projects. And uh, it seems like you're one of those projects that, that gets it too. So we're, um, I think this is going to be the first of many spaces. So I'm already looking forward to, to hopping on Riley Space Friday. So Absolutely, man. We'll, we'll connect, dude. And, and always good talking to Riley for sure. 
Yeah, it was good to talk to you as well, Adrian. Thanks. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be out of here. I'm gonna get back to work. But thank you guys again, and um, I'll talk to y'all soon. Yeah, it was great to hear from you. Take care. Hey. I haven't got anybody uh, requesting up. Um, Should Rod, we do the giveaway? Yeah, yeah. Let's do the giveaway. I mean, okay. how do you do the giveaway? Do you are you just wait only for people in the space that are gonna get it? Uh, yeah. So we use Twitter Picker, and then uh, we just I know Twitter Picker. Yeah, we redraw, and if they're not in the space, and just go from there. And also, we're having poker uh, tomorrow, so full spend, and the cats are doing a hosted uh, poker game tomorrow for for the people that are interested. Um, Riley's going to double up our prizes, but he's going to do it in Kadena, right? So it's... uh, Double the prizes. And we'll be giving out some whitelist bots, too. I'm just getting this uh, set up, and we'll do the giveaway. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I'm sure I have a feeling Knock is probably going to win. Knock is a, a cat, and uh, he usually has good luck on these spaces. All right. Got everybody loaded in. Going to do the draw now. Good luck, everybody. And, of course, we're going to do um, – wait – Error. Please ensure the set amount of winners is less than the entries in the tweet or lower the restriction. Wait, what? <laughs> let me see. There's, yeah, there's like 50 people that entered. I don't know how that would make sense. Hold on. Let me. Let I don't even know how that this. works. Um, I'm not sure either. Okay, let's see. Yeah, there's, there's 50 people entered. There's <laughs> certainly uh, enough to to win. Let's let's try again. Maybe maybe it's just a glitch. And we're gonna do the first person to get picked will get twenty five dollars. Damn, bro, that might take you a while. Cause we only got like twelve people here, or ten. Yeah, let's just do the. Um, We'll do the first person that wins the $25 has to be here. And then we'll do the, uh, <laughs> we'll do as do the other people just don't have to be in the space. Make this, make this quick. And it doesn't look like the first person that got selected is here. And it was actually crypto Scotty and he literally won the last, uh, giveaway we did in the space. So it's kind of good that he's not here. We're going to redraw that. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me doing in that band every <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> We have Ecclesia for the next one. Yo, this is so rigged. I swear Ecclesia won the one before that, too. There's no way. <laughs> Why don't you just pin, like, a, a tweet up real quick, and we can, and you, the people who are here can respond to that and run a Twitter picker off that. Because you got a lot of retweets on that. A lot of people react. Um, this is a suggestion. Right, maybe you do that. Maybe you do five for your, your tweet. Um, you do five whitelists for your for your your tweet, so you like honor the tweet and give those whitelists out to people, or maybe you give only three, and then we give two and the people in here, um, and give the cash prize and to the people in here, maybe. So I did re-roll a few different times, and we landed on somebody who uh, is here, Big Booms. So we'll go ahead and give the twenty-five to Big Booms. 
and we'll just do the uh, five whitelists to uh, anybody, even if they weren't in here. And there is one person that is in here, K.I.Coot. Uh, you want a whitelist. And yeah, so I'll, I'll just go ahead and post the results for that all, and we'll call it simple as that. And I was like, no. Yeah, that was, uh, okay, you definitely, I, that was way faster than I thought it was going to be. So, no, you, you put me in my place there. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. I've, I've learned uh, to be be quick with it. Too, too many spaces where we've had like 200 people enter and there's only like 10 people in this space. So I'm going to reply with the winners really quick and we'll be able to carry on. Yeah, and um, I'll try to, we'll, we'll get, we'll get some whitelist bots for, for the cats here. Um, Riley, I got a couple of core folks that are like huge core contributors to the community of the cats. So they definitely would be good community members to have in full spend uh, yacht club. So there's going to be opportunity where we will be able to get some whitelist for, for the crew. So that'll be awesome. All right. So did you pin that or are we good? Did you pin? Uh, yeah, it's was retweeted. Uh, sending now should be posted as of one second ago. Oh, there you go. And I'll have a link to verify the authentic authenticity of the uh, tweet and everything. No, you're good. I, I saw it just pop in. All right. Um, anyone else have any any questions for either one of us? Anyone that want to pop in and say anything before we we peace out? Going once, going twice. I think we're good, Riley. It was uh, great having you on. Um, definitely gonna collab on some more spaces in the in the near future everyone else we have poker tomorrow um gonna make announcement we also post something here on twitter but full spend yacht club is giving double the prizes too and they're gonna give something kadena so the stakes are raised um riley i believe may come in and pop in the group in the voice chat and you can ask him more questions too about full spend yacht club um, but again, appreciate everyone hopping on here today and it was nice being back in web three Wednesday. And, um, I don't know what we have for next week. I think we're going to probably continue utility NFTs with bogs. Um, but Riley, you're more than help. You're more than welcome to come back and join the conversation, uh, and continue the, the conversation around utility NFTs. Again, his project is a software as a service play. And, um, again, everyone have a great night and, uh, see you tomorrow for poker. And thanks for having us and inviting us. And yeah, definitely check out the poker. And we're a few of the full spend members are going to be coming into the your guys' Discord to chat during the poker tournament. And like you said, there's going to be tons and tons of prizes. I think I think some like 60 bucks worth of prizes off the top of my head. But uh, it's going to be big. So thank you guys for having us here and looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, and also, too, the following week, we're going to be in Full Spend's Discord doing their Poker Night, too. So we're going to do, uh, we're going back to back. So Full Spend and Cash Cats are, uh, you know, we're collabing, it's trying to elevate the game of collabing and uh, building relationships and no better way to do it with another like project like Full Spend. And they have some pretty sick fucking art, too. So check out the art. Uh, Rally, hopefully you can sneak leak some of the art because the art is pretty dope. Um, guys, have a great night.
Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Web3 Wednesday, chatting about utility NFTs, hosted by Cash Cats with the Full Spend Yacht Club. Recorded on Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focus, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect. With the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den Envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-billion Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the Birds view. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement, could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Channel Spaces